0: Assistant Professor Will Steiler was completing his doctoral dissertation when he encountered a problem. A portion of his computer failed, resulting in damage to the hard drive. As someone who had already experienced hard drive failure in the past, Styler had a solid backup policy in place. With his current plan, it would have required the loss of data on six different hard drives plus loss of access to the cloud in order for him to lose data. Unfortunately, as a result of human error and bad timing, his dissertation ended up lost. Besides the failure of the hard drive on his computer, he also experienced the failure of a second hard drive and made a series of bad choices that resulted in the deletion of his data from the remaining hard drives and the cloud. If you'd like to read more about exactly what decisions led to this incident, the blog post that the professor wrote will be available in the show notes at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com episode 23. Backing up your data is an important part of keeping it safe. Keeping data away from others is pointless if it doesn't stay easily accessible to you. Plus, having recent backups is often the best way to recover from a variety of malware. If you know when you were infected, you can go back and restore a backup that happened before the infection occurred. But as this incident shows, no backup system is perfect or foolproof. However, by exercising caution in the way that you handle your backups, you can help ensure that your data is fully recoverable in the event that your device is damaged or lost. Fortunately, in Professor Styler's case, he was able to restore much of his dissertation thanks to copies he had available through other sources, such as email. So with that in mind, on today's show, we're going to discuss the topic, How to Effectively Backup Your Devices. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. The safest podcast on the internet. I've mentioned backing up your data regularly on this show because it's such an important part of keeping your data safe. Unfortunately, there's a wide variety of circumstances that could cause you to need a backup of your files. Your hard drive could fail. You could get infected with ransomware. You could lose your device and have it stolen. You could damage your device and not be able to recover the files. You could mistype your phone's password a few times and trigger an automatic wipe of the device. Or your devices could end up as victims of a disaster, such as a house fire, or severe weather. It's important that you have an effective backup plan that will allow you to restore your data regardless of the reason you lost it. Many people have lost important data due to flaws in their backup plan. The one circumstance that they didn't think to plan for ended up being the one that they faced. I've heard stories of both individuals and large corporations that thought they had an effective backup plan, only to learn too late that nothing was even being saved on the backups they thought they had stored away. Before we get into how you can create an effective system for backups, I first want to cover some of the common ways to backup your computer. One method is to use the Windows Backup or OSX Time Machine utility. These are options that are already built into your computer so they make performing backups quick and easy for you. Just plug in an external drive and tell it to start the backup process. However, if you aren't careful with it, you can easily lose these backups. If you store the backup drive in the same place as the computer you're backing up, you could lose your files and the backups if your laptop bag is stolen or if you suffer a disaster at your home. Furthermore, you have to remember to get the drive out and plug it in or your computer won't be backed up at all. If it's been too long since you backed up the computer, you could lose all the changes that you've made in the past few weeks. A second method for backing up your files is to do it to another spot on the network. While this can be expensive, you can get several drives that connect to your router and have your computer automatically back up to one of those drives. These backups can be configured to run automatically, so you never have to worry about restoring your backups and finding that you've lost the work you've done the past several weeks. However, this method can get expensive depending on what type of device you purchase. It also suffers from the same problem that using Windows or OSX backup does. If you have a disaster in your home such as a fire or a tornado, both your device and the backup could be lost. To get around the problem of a disaster in your home wiping out the backup and the original, you could instead turn to the cloud. Services like Dropbox, Google Drive, and Microsoft OneDrive permit you to save your files and sync them across all your devices. A copy of each file could be saved on every device you own. And in case you have a disaster and lose all of your devices, there's additional copies saved on the cloud servers. However, if you have a large amount of data to save, these services can get expensive very quickly. All three of the popular options I mentioned offer a free plan that allows you to store between 2 and 15 gigabytes of data. But beyond that, you start paying between $2 and $10 per month. I produce a weekly television program that airs on public access TV and the copies of my original shots plus each finished episode have come close to filling the 4 terabytes of hard drive space in my computer. Obtaining enough backup space using this method would cost me around $500 to $600 per year. These services may also not allow you to access previous versions of a file, especially if you're on the free plan. This can be a problem if your files get encrypted by ransomware and then the service loads the encrypted files online. You could quickly see your backups get encrypted as well. They also have varying policies on restoring deleted files. If you delete a file and then later realize you shouldn't have deleted it, it may be gone if it's already been removed from the server. Cloud backup services can be a better option when you have large files. Two of the most common cloud backup services are Backblaze and Carbonite. While the services I mentioned earlier focus on keeping your files up-to-date across all your devices, these services focus on backing up your files, partially at the expense of keeping them all in sync. As a result, these are often much cheaper, sometimes costing less than $10 per month for one device. You can also get access to deleted files and historical versions of your files for at least the past month. That's usually more than enough to cover you. But the downside of both cloud storage and online backup services is that you have to give your data to another party, which is something you may not want to do if the data is extremely sensitive. And there's one final way to backup your data that you might not have thought about. Put it on paper. While that doesn't help you restore the data to a new computer, it does create a backup that's much harder to delete. In some cases, it may not be a good idea to put this data on paper, but in other cases, it may be a great idea to have a printed backup. So now that we've seen some of the options, it's time to move on to figuring out how to best backup your data. While I can give you some guidance, It's important to understand that there's no one right answer for everyone. Which method or methods of backup that you choose to use will depend on how much you're willing to pay, how critical your data is, and how quickly you'll need it back if it's lost. Which of those is most important and least important to you will help you decide which option you choose. Sometimes, getting your data back quickly is most important. For example, if you're running a business, it's important that you get your data back as soon as possible, especially for critical systems like cash and inventory management. But if your goal is just to ensure that you don't lose irreplaceable photos of your loved ones, you probably won't care how quickly you get them back, but you probably will care how much money you're spending to keep them safe. So with that in mind, here are some things to think about when choosing how to back up your information. First, consider how accessible the backups will be. Online backups are usually accessible as long as you have internet. If you have internet access, you'll be able to get the data back with relative ease. If you store your backups on a flash drive or an external hard drive, you'll need to consider how soon you'll be able to get to them. You'll want to have backup copies nearby that you can quickly access, but you'll also want to have copies away from your home that you can use if a disaster strikes. As I mentioned earlier, you won't want to lose both your backup and your original data if you have a house fire or a tornado strikes. Second, make sure that your backups aren't stored in the same place as your data. Backups stored on your hard drive might help you in some circumstances, but they'll just be lost if the entire hard drive fails. Keeping an extra copy of your files elsewhere on your hard drive won't protect you from everything. Third, remember that you need to either keep one backup away from the Internet or have access to past versions of files that are stored online. Ransomware is a major threat nowadays, and backups are the one way that you can get your files back without having to pay the ransom. However, as I mentioned earlier, If your files are kept on online storage and you can't access past versions, you could be totally out of luck if the ransomware encrypts your files and then those files are synced to the cloud. A similar problem can occur when you use a device that stays connected to the network. Once the ransomware is finished with your computer, it could then find your backup storage on the network and encrypt that too. If you don't have a disconnected backup, You're also at risk for losing everything. Fourth, make sure you are saving multiple backups. In the introduction, I mentioned the story of someone who lost his doctoral dissertation despite having seven different backups of it. One of the big mistakes he made was wiping out most of his backups in order to start fresh with his clean system. He thought he had two remaining copies, but one hard drive had failed and the other one was no longer available on his online backup system. Fifth, if you're using a service, make sure you understand exactly what access you will have to your data. You don't want to find out your service doesn't offer access to previous copies of your files after they've been encrypted by ransomware. And finally, remember that the most expensive option is not necessarily the best one for you. If you just have a limited number of photos to save, saving them on a free Google Drive or Dropbox account could be better than spending money for a complete backup of your computer. Don't dismiss the free options just because of the price. For most individual users, if you only have a small amount of data, a free storage plan is probably going to be your best option. If you have more data than what is allowed on the free plans, paying for automated backups is probably going to be best. Both of these options can happen automatically, so you don't risk forgetting to do backups. However, if your files are extremely important, it might not be a bad idea to invest in a large hard drive and make extra copies every once in a while. You shouldn't need those backups, but it never hurts to have another set just in case. So that's all for today. Thanks for joining us, And be sure to come back next week, when we will tackle the topic of protecting yourself on online dating services. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.